Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. This is Mornings with the Holy Spirit, pressing in daily to the power and presence of God. Let me just prophesy to you something good is going to happen to you today. I'm coming to you live from South Florida, our church. Awakening House of Prayer is here, and I'm there on Sundays preaching, praying, prophesying, and casting out devils. You've got three different opportunities every week to tap into prophetic worship and the word of God, prophetic relevance. That's what we're after. We want to equip you to live a supernatural breakthrough lifestyle. Give me a year of your life and apply the word I'm teaching and watch the transformation. It's going to happen. Three different messages, 1047 AM, 130 PM, four o'clock PM. Come on over. We are pressing into revival signs, wonders, and miracles. You will encounter God at Awakening House of Prayer. Join us online if you're not in the region. Just go over there and register. School at uh, ahop.online. It's free. ahop.online, no strings. Just get in and watch. If you want to go deeper with us, you can become an official web church member at ahop.online slash web church. That gets you all my teaching archives at ahop online, as well as the virtual healing rooms and prophecy rooms, virtual pastoral advice, virtual prayer line, virtual uh, life group. Uh, it's virtual. I'm not hopping on the phone with you to have a chat. It's virtual, but it's powerful. Check it out, ahop.online slash webchurch. That second service is School of the Spirit at Ahop. That means you'll find all the streamed recordings, all the on-demand teachings at schoolofthespirit.tv. Our current series is Escaping the Great End Times Deception. And you're going to want to get in on that. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Escaping the Great End Times Deception. You do not want to be deceived. And deception is rising. False prophets, false teachers, false apostles, false deliverance ministers, false signs and wonders. It's all over the place. A strong delusion, a great falling away. Jesus told us to be aware of these things. And many times when we're ignorant to the devil's devices, that is when we fall flat on our face. We can get back up again, but the end times is no time to be deceived. Time is short. Check it out. The third service is 4 o'clock p.m. Straight up teaching. It's the School of Prophecy or School of Prayer or School of Deliverance or School of the Seers or School of Spiritual Warfare. Get on over there and get equipped. If you're in South Florida, drop by. We're going to read today from Victory Decrees, Daily Prophetic Strategies for Spiritual Warfare Victory. And today's devotion is titled Abolish the Enemy's Plans. Abolish the enemy's plan. Somebody say abolish. That's a strong word. Here's what I heard the Lord say. Stop and abolish the worrisome wondering. Stop and abolish the fearful thoughts and the evil foreboding. Stop and abolish these things that try to steal, kill, and destroy your future. And the Lord says, for I have given you a holy imagination to imagine yourself walking in my will, to imagine yourself walking in freedom, to imagine yourself walking in perfect health and joy and peace. But the Lord says the enemy would come with vain imaginations to contradict the seed of the word that I planted in your heart. Come on. We've got to abolish the enemy's plans. We've got to be serious about driving out every enemy from our mind, from our presence, from our homes, from our workplaces. We cannot allow the enemy to sit and watch and wait for the opportune time while we do nothing. We cannot afford to do that once again. We've done it too many times. We're not giving him the upper hand. 
We are in God's hands. You can find the scripture references in the devotional victory decrees. Pick up your copy wherever books are sold. Now the prayer starter and the decree, Father, help me abolish those things working to abolish your will for my life. Help me discern the little foxes spoiling my vine and imagine myself according to your word. I decree demonic imaginations are erased in the spirit before I ever see them in my mind. I declare I walk in freedom in every area of my life in Jesus name. Amen and amen. Father, we thank you this morning because you are the almighty God. We give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory because you are the most high God. You are the God who lifts our head. You are the God who loves our soul. You are the God who makes the crooked places straight. And we thank you. We are so grateful to you. There's no one who can pair with your love, with your kindness, with your mercy. So we celebrate your goodness and we celebrate your grace and we celebrate celebrate you this morning. We're going to seek your face. We're going to press in to your heart because you have the words of life. Father, you have the words of life. Jesus, you have the words of life. Holy Spirit, you have the words of life. We want to hear from heaven's throne room today. We want a word of life. The enemy comes with words of death. The enemy comes with words of destruction. The enemy comes with words and works of disease, of betrayal, of addiction, of depression, but you come with words of life. <laughs> we're so grateful that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is life. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is hope. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is peace and joy. We thank you, Lord, that you have the words of life. So speak to our hearts today, God, that one word that will change everything, the one word that will shift our perspective, the one word that will lead us into the promotion that you have prepared us for. You have the words of life. <laughs> you have the words of life. Your word is alive. You have the words of life. Speak to our hearts today, God. Speak to our hearts today, God. Speak to our souls today, God. Let your words of life renew our mind. You have the words of eternal life. Let those words renew our mind. Let us grab hold of what you're saying to us in this season. We don't want to be out of season. We don't want to depend on the last word you said only, but we want to live by every word of life that comes out of your heart. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You have the words of life. So we press into those words and we cast down every word of death that's been spoken over us. We cast down every negative word that people have said against us. We cast down every word curse in the name of Jesus. We grab a hold of every word curse spoken against us and we cast you down violently. We say you will not land on us. Financial curses, I break them in the name of Jesus. Health curses, I break them in 
the name of Jesus. Disease curses, I break them in the name of Jesus. Curses of addiction, I break them in the name of Jesus. Curses of loneliness, I break them in the name of Jesus. Curse, I come against every word curse released against you from the mouth of people who do not know who you really are. You are a child of God. The curse causes shall not come. You have a covenant with the Almighty. I break the powers of every word curse spoken over your family. Every word curse spoken over your career in Jesus' name. I break the power of every word curse spoken over your mind. I come against every mind-binding spirit that would keep you out of the word of God, keep you away from the words of life. I come against every curse laid on your marriage in the name of Jesus. I break the powers of every word curse spoken over your children. Oh, these teachers today, they want to curse our babies. They want to make up lies and put diseases and conditions upon. We break every word curse over our children in the name of Jesus. We break every word curse over our seed in the name of Jesus. God, you have the words of life. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. So we come against every word curse that has infiltrated our atmosphere. We come against every word curse that has tried to work itself into our economy into our marriage, into our relationships, into our career, into our mind, our will, our emotions, our imaginations, and our reasoning. We take authority over every word curse now, and we decree their falling to the ground. No weapon formed against us shall prosper, but every word spoken against us shall be condemned. So we condemn every lie that's been spoken over our lives. We condemn every lie that's been spoken in our mind. We cast it down. We cast it out. We walk forth in the blessing and the favor of God in the words of life. Jesus, you have the words of life, the words of eternal life. Where would we go? Why would we stray? What would we say other than what you're saying about us? We love you, Jesus, because you have set us up for success, not just success in this lifetime, but eternal success. You don't just reward us in this lifetime. There are eternal rewards. Help us, Lord, today to set our mind on things above and not on the things of this earth. Help us, Lord, today to be heavenly minded. Help us, Lord, today to think about you. Help us, Lord, today to seek first your kingdom and your righteousness so everything else we could possibly need will be added to our account. It will be added unto us. It will be added. We thank you, Jesus. You are so good. You are so good. You are so good. You're the good, good father. You have the words of life. Your word is alive. Your word is alive in us. Your word is alive in us. Jesus, you gave us the words that the Father gave you, and we're receiving your words. We're going to say yes to your promises. We're going to say yes to your commands. We're going to say yes to your way. We're going to say yes to your heart. We're agreeing with the words of life. We break all agreement right now with every word of death that's come out of our mouth. God, you've given us the power to create uh, wealth. You've given us the power of death and life in our time. You've given us resurrection power, and God, sometimes we use it wrongly. So we uh, repent uh, for every word spoken out of our mouth that disagreed with your heart. We want to walk with you. We want to walk with you. 
We want to walk with you. We want to walk with you. We agree with your leadership, God. We say yes. We're going to say yes to your words. We're going to say yes to your way. We're going to say yes. We're going to agree with the words of life. So we take authority right now over every word of death we released over ourselves. These self-curses, they must break. Come on, self-curses. So many Christians are concerned about, oh, they're speaking word curses over me. Oh, my mama said this about me. Oh, my daddy said this about me. My husband, my husband, my wife, my child, they're word cursing me. Oh, they're word cursing me. Oh, my coworkers, they're word cursing me. Oh, my pastor word cursed me. Oh, my sister in church sitting next to me, she word cursed me. But all these self-curses are what cause you more problems than anything else. So we're going to spend these next couple of minutes breaking these word curses. Come on. Some of you know that you've cursed yourself. Think about it. You're about to get a revelation. I said, you're about to get a revelation. Let me give you one example before we pray, because I see so many of you on the internet or get, uh, talking about, well, I can't afford it. I can't afford to sew. I can't afford to purchase that book that's going to set my whole family free. I can't afford to enroll in college. I can't afford to to to, to live in a decent place that doesn't have uh, uh you know uh, uh you know roaches and, and and leaks. I can't afford. Every time you say I can't afford it, you're cursing your finances. Let that sink in. I said every time you say I can't afford it, you're cursing your finances. You're coming to agreement with the thief. Every time you say, my child just won't calm down, you're, you're inciting that child to greater problems in school and in their life. Every time you say, well, I'm just, I'm just never going to get that raise. Well, you just cursed yourself again. Every time you say that you're going to get sick this time every year, you, you cursed yourself. And so you have to really get with the Holy Spirit and cancel those word curses, the self curses. Did you hear me? You need to cancel the self curses. Oh, some of you still aren't getting it. You have more authority over your life than the bozo down the street that flipped you off when you were riding down the highway and cursed you up and down. Hey, you, what you say about your life matters more than anything anybody else says over your life, except God. So, Father, the name of Jesus. <laughs> Some of y'all just can't stay on track with this prayer. Help them, God. This is the moment of their freedom. And they want to talk about chocolate chip cookies. I don't get it. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that you've given us authority over all the power of the enemy. And Father, we repent for all the times we have released the power of the enemy out of our mouth. We ask you, Lord, to forgive us for all the times we've released the power of the enemy out of our mouth. We renounce that now in Jesus' name. We renounce every word curse we spoke and released over our own lives. We renounce and repent and break the powers of every self-curse in Jesus' name. <laughs> you know, Jezebel self-cursed herself, and so did Peter. There are self-curses in the Bible. And then you wonder why you're not prospering. And what happens is, see, the Bible says, I want you to be in health and prosper even as your soul prospers. But it's a, a soul that's not prospering that curses itself. 
It's a soul that's frustrated that curses itself. It's a soul that's angry that curses itself. It's a soul that's lonely that curses itself. So all these emotions the enemy stirs up in your soul puts pressure on your tongue to speak things out against your own life. And it's a vicious cycle because you don't know why nothing ever gets better. It's because you keep self-cursing. Are we done with the chocolate chip cookies now? So, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you that we can take authority over every self-curse now. I just need you to get this revelation. And we break the powers of these self-curses in the name of Jesus. And we speak blessings over our lives. We declare that blessings chase us down and overtake us. We declare that we have more than enough in every situation and every circumstance because you are the God who supplies all of our needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. We declare that we are healed and whole and we walk in divine health. We declare that every promotion that's been planned for us will be appointed to us in due season. We declare that our children are blessed. Our businesses are blessed. Our churches are blessed. Our minds are blessed. Our finances are blessed. Our generations are blessed. We shall not curse ourselves anymore. God, let our tongue cleave to the roof of our mouth if we start to curse ourselves. Give us a witness of the Holy Spirit. Warn us in our soul. Help us, God, to stop this practice of self-cursing and then blending everybody else for our problems. Forgive us, Lord, and help us, God. I declare we are blessed and the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and he adds no sorrow to it. I declare blessings chase us down and overtake us. The curse is broken. The blessing is intact and we will walk in it and we will be careful what we say going forward. We will not confess what we don't want, but we will confess what we do want in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we are blessed. We are blessed. Come on, Tian, you're blessed. Annette, you're blessed. Keisha, you're blessed. Aviva, you're blessed. Suzette, you're blessed. Carol, you're blessed. Tracy, you're blessed. Christopher, you're blessed. Phyllis, you're blessed. Yaritza, you're blessed. Jerry, you're blessed. Aaron, you're blessed. Come on. GT, you're blessed. Come on. Suzette, you're blessed. Anne, you're blessed. Pamela, you're blessed. Come on. I declare you are blessed and not cursed in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on. You got that? You good? Chocolate chip cookies in the middle of a prayer call. God help us all. Somebody say, share this real quick so we can go on to our next segment. Share this on your timeline, share it via Messenger, share it on Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, uh, where, are, where are you, TikTok, Clubhouse, ping somebody, Instagram, share it quickly, really quickly. Oh, I found you, you false prophet. We are not going to go to Dr. Kabaka with his herbal medicine for a herpes virus. Nobody here has herpes and they don't want your spells and your witchcraft. So adios, dear God. They must think we're stupid. <laughs> Let's go. Share it quickly. We're going higher. I want to talk to you about Knowing when it's time to move on. Knowing when it's time to move on. And I want to read you a scripture here. Because here's the thing, guys. I'm convinced that too many Christians move on too quickly. 
I really believe that. I've seen people leave churches right before the breakthrough of their life. I've seen people leave jobs right before they would have gotten the promotion. I've seen people, you know, give up on marriages, you know, right before God wanted to have to, to release a breakthrough or give up on healing. So we don't want to move on too quickly. We we want to be in God's timing. But also we have to realize that some things, you know, some things just aren't worth arguing over. Some things are just never going to work out. Some things just were never meant to be. You understand? So if it's not going to work out, it wasn't meant to be. And, you know, God has something better for you. So we have to know when it's time to move on. And I want to read you an illustration from scripture, as I always do in this segment of the broadcast. We see here in Genesis 26, and we're going to look starting at uh, verse 14, talking about uh, Isaac. And scripture says the Philistines envied him. And it says in verse 15, now the Philistines had stopped up all the wells, which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham, his father, and they had filled them with dirt. And Abimelech said to Isaac, go away from us, for you are much mightier than we. Now these were his father's wells. And so you might say, well, that's my father's well. That's mine. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't care. I don't know who you think you are, Abimelech. I don't know who you think you are, but my daddy dug that well, and it is part of my inheritance, and this is mine. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. But what did Isaac do? Verse 17. Then Isaac departed from there. So he didn't even fight with the king. How many of you would be willing to walk away from something you know is yours, that you know you have a right to? Look at this. Then Isaac departed from there and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar and dwelt there. And Isaac dug again the wells of water, which they had dug in the days of Abraham, his father, for the Philistines had stopped them up after the death of Abraham. He called them by the names which his father had called him. Also, Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found a well of running water there. But the herdsmen of Gerar quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen, saying, the water is ours. Now, catch this. This is not even right. They had stuffed up the wells. They, they, the, the wells weren't even operational. They purposely put earth, put dirt in these wells. The, 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 the Philistines weren't even using the wells. They had no interest in the wells. They wanted no part of the wells. They tried to destroy the wells. And now all of a sudden that Isaac is doing all the work to redig these wells, which by the way is very hard work. They're like, no, that's ours. <laughs> so he called, so Isaac called the name of the well Essek because they quarreled with him. Then he moved on. So that takes a lot. That takes some kind of character. I believe he was being led by the Lord. Look, then they dug another well and they quarreled over that one also. That's the third time now. You got to be kidding me. Leave me alone, man. These are my daddy's wells. So he called its name Sitna and he moved from there. He moved on again and dug another well and they did not quarrel over it. So he called its name Rehoboth because he said, for now, listen, now the Lord has made room for us and we shall be fruitful in the land. Here's the thing. Isaac was never going to be as fruitful. Now, Isaac was already fruitful. Isaac was already blessed. Isaac was already prosperous, but God had more prosperity for him. He had a legacy for him. And Isaac would never have ended up fulfilling God's high call in his life if he didn't move out of those places of strife. Strife kills the anointing. 
And every time he tried to redig his daddy's well, here comes some strife. Here comes some warfare. Here comes some quarreling. And there's some wars you need to stay and fight, like Shama in the lintel field. But there's some battles, there's some quarrels, there's some contentious people that you just need to move away from because no matter what you do, they're always going to try to stop up your well. They're always going to try to stop up your flow. They're always going to try to quarrel with you, argue with you, and fight with you, no matter what you do. And so you've got to know, you've got to discern because you want to get into the place, you want to get into the place where the Lord has made room for you. You don't want to fight for something that God is done with in your life. You don't want to fight for something when God has something so much better for you. If you'll just release what you have now, he'll take you into the place where there's room enough. And look what happened next in verse 23. Then he went up from there to Beersheba and the Lord appeared to him the same night. And said, I am the God of your father, Abraham. Do not fear for I am with you. I will bless you and multiply your descendants for my servant's sake. So a servant Abraham's sake. So he built an altar there and called on the name of the Lord. And he pitched his tent there and there Isaac's servants dug a well. And then even Abimelech came and made peace for, with him. So the servants of Abimelech who were giving Isaac such a hard time. Isaac didn't fight back. He didn't quarrel. He just kept moving on till the Lord settled him in a place, then even his enemies were at peace with him. And Abimelech wanted to make a covenant with him. And that's the Bible says, the Bible, the Bible says when, when, you're, when you please the Lord, even your enemies will be at peace with you. Sometimes it takes a while, but it happened. So Father, in the name of Jesus, would you help us discern today when to move on, when to stop fighting over something that you've not called us to fight over. We don't want to fight battles that aren't ours. We don't want to fight battles that you're not in with us because we can't win if you're not in. Lord, we can't win if you're not in. So Lord, would you help us to find the place that you've created or, or, or prepared for us? Just like you did with Isaac, you made room for him and he was fruitful in that land. He was fruitful in the land that you made room for him in. Hello, we don't want to keep fighting in a, on a, in a career that you know, you're not going to prosper. We don't want to keep fighting at a job and clawing and fighting and dealing with all the gossip. And the, we don't, Lord, if we're supposed to stay there and learn a lesson, we want to stay in that job and learn a lesson. If we're supposed to stay in that church and learn a lesson, we want to stay in that church and learn a lesson. If we're supposed to battle for, for property or inheritances, we want to battle for that property and the inheritance. But Lord, if, if you're not calling us to fight, we don't, we don't want to take up arms because we're wasting our energy and wasting our time and wasting our grace. And you're not going to cause us to prosper no matter what we do, if it's not your will. So would you help us today, God? We want to discern. We don't want to, we don't want to give up a on a battle that you've called us to fight. We want to forfeit the promise of God. We want, we don't want to forfeit, but we want to learn and we want to grow. And something just came to me. You remember when Lot you know, Abraham and Lot, there was strife among their herdsmen. Remember that? Because there wasn't enough grass for the cattle to eat. Remember that? And Abraham said, you know, take whatever part of the land you want. Isaac learned this humility from his father, Abraham. We need to learn from our father, our heavenly father. Lot took the better part of the land, but Abraham ended up winning in the end. In the same way, Isaac continued to let these Philistines take the wells that he dug, but he ended up better in the end. See, some things just aren't worth fighting for. God's trying to get you to trust him. 
And other things are worth fighting for. Other things are worth clawing for, but you've got to discern the difference. So help us today, God, to discern the difference and to know when to fight, to know when to hold on, to know when to wait, and to know when to war. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, isn't God good? Isn't that a good word? I'm just thoroughly convinced that we spend too much time fighting for things and God's saying, I'm done with that. I've got something better for you. Won't you trust me? Amen. So we're going to trust the Lord. We're going to do good. We're going to trust the Lord. We're going to do good. And we're going to inherit what God has for us. The promises of God, they come through faith and patience. Guys, I want to remind you, if if, if this uh, broadcast is blessing you, would you uh, please consider sowing a seed every once in a while so we can pay our staff and pay our technology and pay for our facilities and pay for the cameras and do all that. That would really help us. We're donation-based ministry. So I'm going to spend the next 10 seconds telling you how you can be a blessing. You know, the Bible says God loves a cheerful, prompt to do it giver. Some of you have been listening to this broadcast for years and you keep needing to sow and you don't do it because you get busy. You're running out, trying to get the kids to school, trying to get to work. Uh, remember to do what the Lord says because he has a blessing in it for you. Always get more out of the ministries that you sow into. So if you're tracking with me all the time, consider helping me to forward this ministry. That would be helpful. You can sow at jenniferleclair.org slash donate. You can become a partner there. You can sow a one-time seed there. You can sow right into our uh, missions arm. You can learn about Operation Liberation over there at jenniferleclair.org slash missions. You can just send something through Cash App. Some of you guys are obnoxious. <laughs> Please, listen, squash your demons. Cash App is dollar sign prophetic books. Ignore them, the obnoxious ones. Please, just ignore them. Don't feed into it. Text to give. You can text the word PRAY, P-R-A-Y. Text the word PRAY to 754-701-2161. Text the word PRAY to 754-701-2161. Use the PayPal, paypal.me slash Jennifer LeClaire, paypal.me slash Jennifer LeClaire. You can use the Venmo. Venmo is at Jennifer LeClaire. Kia, well, you know, if, if you cautioned your daughter, please, please, please don't let her go to that deliverance minister. P.O. Box 30563, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33303. P.O. Box 30563, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33303. God is good. And Father, I thank you for all those who are faithful to help to sow into the ministry that you birthed. And I thank you, Lord, that you will multiply it back to them. Good measure, shaken together, pressed down, running over, men will give in to their bosom. I declare it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Insta, uh, t- TikTok, make sure you're following me. God, fo- uh, guys, follow me on all these platforms. It'd be helpful. And please get on my email address. Would you please get on the email address, uh, email list, rather? Multitasking, can you tell? Brains don't like to multitask. Get on the email list. Text the word PROPHET, P-R-O-P-H-E-T, to 844-764-0260. Text the word PROPHET, P-R-O-P-H-E-T, to to 844-764-0260. 
AwakeningPrayerHubs.com. Join the movement. Where's all my Awakening Prayer Hubs leaders? AwakeningPrayerHubs.com. Join the movement, please. It's critical that we pray. We equip you. God qualifies you. We're starting a new teaching series. There are many MINI teaching series on wisdom warnings for prayer leaders and intercessors. I did a prayer yesterday introducing it. And Carol, thank you for putting that uh, in the, uh, you made a little guide out of it. Thank you. I saw that. That was cool. Awakening Prayers. We are praying for revival, awakening in cities and nations around the world. We have hundreds of prayer hubs. Join the movement. Join forces with us or go start your own prayer hub. We need to get on the wall. I can't tell you how critical it is. It's critical, guys. If you're an intercessor and you're out there hanging, you know, blowing in the wind by yourself, nobody understands you. We get you. I get you. Join our prayer family. We have each other's backs. Awakeningprayerhubs.com. Check it out. We're really pressing into the Caribbean right now. You know, some of you Caribbean nations, you know, we can set up sponsorships for you. If you're in a place where your currency is next to nothing, Haiti, Dominican Republic, We need prayer hubs in the Caribbean. God put that on my heart like a year ago. We still don't have them. There's resistance. You know why? Because there's all that witchcraft, voodoo, all that, you know, Santeria, all that stuff down there. There's there's a lot of, but God wants to bring revival in the Caribbean. Amen. If you're in a Caribbean nation, please hear me. We have Puerto Rico. We have Cuba. We need Haiti, Dominican Republic. We need prayer hubs all over the Caribbean. God wants to bring a great revival there. Awakeningprobs.com. Join the movement. All right, guys, I'm going to head out. I've got to go pray. Yes. Well, you just prayed for an hour. Yes, I know, but I have to go pray. So I will talk to you tomorrow. God bless you. Have a breakthrough day.